Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Slightly Spiritual Podcast. Um, today it's just me, Cindy. I am recording a special episode around the theme or topic of exit points off the heels of Matthew Perry's um, death. I think it was about a week ago now, a little over a week ago. Um, and I received so many like wonderful like questions, comments, just curiosities about exit points and souls and when they're leaving and why and all that. So putting together just an episode solely around that topic because there's so much to say around it. And um, yeah, I think we'll just jump right in. So first things first, what is an exit point? And I suppose I should back up and say that I believe or have always been taught or shown through spirit and through the work that I do that we have a choice as a soul that we always have free will. Even when I'm doing a reading for a client, I always am careful to say that I can't predict the future. All I can talk about are like the outcomes or the potential paths that you're on and what is either most likely to happen based on your thoughts, actions, decisions today, or what's in your highest and best good or the path that you're on. And if you don't like where that's headed, then we talk about how to like shift it, change it because you always have free will. So because of that, we also have free will as souls of when we choose to leave. And that's what's called an exit point. As souls, when we're like out in the universe or on the other side or whatever, before we choose to come in, we get to plan out a lot of our, not everything in life, but a lot of our big, what I call like blueprint items, like things that we're going to work on lessons that we want to learn. Um, they can be big things like forgiveness or self-love or um, confidence, or maybe it's like being a leader, entrepreneur, um, mother, you know, nurturing, uh, literally like, I mean, this, literally it's endless. The sky's this, the, it's endless. Limitless is the word I was looking for. So we also plan exit points of moments along the journey while we're here on earth of when we could potentially leave. I have found that souls tend to have anywhere from like three to four. Sometimes they take the first one. Sometimes they take the fourth one. Sometimes they negotiate more at the end if they don't want to leave, but we'll get to that in a minute. But typically a soul has like from three to four. So an exit point is just a term that we use in this or that I like to use within the spiritual community of a moment when you could potentially leave or cross back over to the other side. And yes, I believe that they are in a way sort of like predetermined or planned out, maybe not the exact day, but in terms of just timelines or events within your life. So someone asked, actually multiple people asked this question, could you calculate if you've had an exit point in the past? And the answer is, Yes. So if you've ever heard of anyone having like a near death experience where they say that they saw the light or they crossed over or they saw their loved ones and then they came back, that was most likely an exit point where if their soul was ready to leave, they would have crossed over or passed away or died or whatever in that moment. You can also um, look back on anyone who's had like an act in a car accident or you've heard of someone who's been in an accident and they literally like walked away without a scratch on them and you know, the EMTs and the police on the scene are like, oh my God, we don't know how you walked away from that. You should, you should be dead. Like, you know, not in a mean way, but just like, oh my God, it's a miracle. You survived, yada, yada, yada. 
that also could be seen or looked at as an exit point. It's a point when that soul, if it was done or complete with what it needed to do, would choose to leave in that accident. Um, other ones could be uh, like babies or in pregnancies where um, they thought they're about to lose the baby, but then the baby survives or whatever, you know, there, I mean, it, it, things like that. Those are examples of potential exit points that a soul could have taken or had planned in their life, but chose not to in that moment. And I just want to go back to the baby thing. They can happen really young too. Like I've had clients who have lost a child, maybe young, um, you know, ages like four or five or whatever. But I'll say as the soul's coming through, I'll be like, oh, did you have a problem during your pregnancy? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, did you also have a miscarriage before getting pregnant? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, did you also have a scare when the baby was born? And they were like, oh my God, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that was literally like all of those moments, not the miscarriage part, but like the scare during pregnancy, the issue with the delivery, like all of those things were potential exit points, but the soul chose to stay, even if it was just for a few years or a few months, because there were some lessons or it wanted to be near you or it wanted to be with you in just in those moments. So my in in summary, you know, exit points can happen, you know, all at the end of your life, like in your late, you know, 80s, 90s. Exit points can happen all in the beginning of your life when you're like in the womb or about to be born or then like, you know, just barely here type of thing. So they're not necessarily evenly spaced out. There's not necessarily like a particular time or place or things like that, but they can literally be anywhere in the timeline of someone's life. Okay. So I just answered the next question someone wrote in about is how many exit points does a soul have? In my experience, they have anywhere from like three to four typically. Of course, if you think of someone who has like nine lives or someone who like lives on the edge or is does really like daredevil type things and always gets away like unscathed, like that person might have extra exit points. Um, but typically a soul has from like three to four. Another great question someone asked is, are we conscious of these exit points during our own lifetimes? And I'm going to actually use Matthew Perry, the inspiration for this podcast episode, as an example of, I feel that souls who are either destined or have exit points pretty young in life, that they somehow in some way just sort of know that they're not going to be around forever. So for example, Matthew Perry is like quoted as saying in interviews and stuff like, oh, well, one day when I'm not here anymore, you know, I want to be remembered for the work that I did, not just the show on friends and things like that. Right. Or I've had other people who have lost someone and they're like, oh yeah, like they were getting all their affairs in order. And we always thought it was weird, but then like two months later they died. Or, you know, I even had my friend that passed Andy, like he always lived life like full and fast and just hard and just like literally lived a whole lifetime in the span of 27 years, which is how long he lived till. So like he got married, he got separated. He, you know, they just, it was just crazy stuff that doesn't normally happen in that short of a time frame. But I also feel like somehow his soul knew he wasn't gonna be around forever and he wanted to live life to the fullest. So we're not necessarily like conscious of them, especially not necessarily before they're going to happen. Like before you get an accident or before something happens or anything like that. Sometimes afterward, you can look back and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I survived that. And that essentially is, you know, an exit point. Or the people who I'm using 9-11 as an example, who there were so many stories of people who were like, I was supposed to be there that day, but my car broke down. Or I uh, was up all night because my young baby was sick and I was too tired. So I decided not to go in. And then all this happened, right? Those are examples where a soul subconsciously 
knew that there was something coming up and they chose not to go in that day or they chose or negotiated like contractually with their soul and their higher self and their guides that like, hey, I'm not ready to leave right now. So something happened to prevent them from being in there or same thing with like somebody was about to get in a car and then that car crashed and the people in it died, but then they live and they have this guilt. You shouldn't have, I mean, guilt's a very natural form of that, but I'm using this as an example. We can use that on a separate podcast, but I'm using this as an example of somehow intuitively your soul knew or that person's soul knew they weren't supposed to get in that car or they weren't supposed to be there. This wasn't their time. So we're not necessarily, again, we're not necessarily conscious of it before it happens, but definitely afterward. And again, subconsciously, I think we kind of know. And then same thing, like exit points can be different for everybody. I mean, just as there are like tons of different ways that someone could pass or die, there's like tons of different ways that those are all different exit points, right? Um, Someone else asked, like, are we able to know the various exit points and what we need to achieve them to either make them available or to avoid them? And I actually channeled or pulled a card on this because I wanted to kind of get a spiritual perspective or the perspective from our guides or my guides. And they essentially said, don't worry about the exit points. Everyone has them. Nobody really knows when they're going to be. Again, unless you're like an old soul or someone who's really intuitive or subconsciously might know, but you don't really know when it's going to be. And so all you can really focus on is the tasks at hand, continuing to grow, learn, and evolve, continuing to heal your traumas or things that you're working through or stuff that you want to do to get better in life and just doing the best that you can on a day-to-day basis. That's all you need to worry about. That's all you should be worrying about. Although I don't like using the word should, but I feel confident in this instance that that's all you should be worrying about. And you can't necessarily like worry about the exit points before they're here. Cause you'll just, you'll just go nuts. And that's not fun for anybody. Instead, what the cards or the guides are saying is that you just got to focus on what's in front of you and what you can control. Because honestly, like you can't really control an exit point unless it's something like someone taking their own life, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so yeah, just can don't really focus on the exit points. It's more about like just giving you knowledge. And I honestly feel like this can help with anyone who has lost someone young or someone abruptly or something like that. Right. So, okay. So I'm kind of jumping around, but the next few have to do with like why some souls stay or like stick around even though they say they want to go. So this was more, I think someone was asking this around like a grandparent who's like, all their friends are gone and they're still here and they say they don't want to be here anymore, but they still are. And they seem pretty healthy, you know, that kind of thing. Or why do some souls choose to like stay? And it looks like they're like suffering, either they're in pain or, you know, they have, um, you know, dementia or Alzheimer's or things like that. And it seems like they're miserable, but then they still don't leave. Like their soul's still here. Right. Same thing with like someone who's sick, um, like the reverse is true. Someone who's sick and says they want to live, but then their body's like feeling them. So it's kind of like that things that are out of your control when a soul says one thing, but then the opposite is happening. Right. So in those instances, and I'm going to do the first one first of like looking, it seems like someone's suffering through something. We can't project our own emotions onto someone else. And yes, it may be that they're like suffering physically or going through something really tough, like cancer or things like that. 
But energetically, I truly believe on a soul level, there's something still in that experience or in that moment for their soul to learn. And even if it's in the art of like surrendering or forgiving or showing compassion for themselves or receiving help, like learning to receive help, if a soul's still here, there's a reason for it. Okay. Just hands down. There's something that, that, that they are meant to learn and that they don't necessarily want to come back down here to get all the way back to the end of their life again, or another lifetime to learn that lesson over again, because if we, what we don't learn or heal, we get caught in like the wheel of karma and we continue to like repeat not every lifetime, but we'll probably want to come back down and like heal it because earth is the fastest way to heal and learn and complete things. Right. So Back to the exit point. So that's why they might not leave, even though it looks like they should, quote unquote, should be or would want to, but they're still here because there's something on a soul level for them to learn. Okay. And then someone who's sick, but says they want to live, but then they like, um, end up passing that I feel like is really a lot of times their ego or just the fact that they feel like they have unfinished business, like on their heart or on their mind, or it could also be that, um, they aren't ready to leave. Like they love, they technically love being down earth or they, they feel like they have unfinished business. Um, but even in those moments of wanting to stay, if, if they're, if they're mostly complete with their soul contracts and lessons, or if it turns out that they can do more good on the other side than they can staying, then their soul, their soul will go. Um, And that's where sometimes like sudden car accidents or things like that will come in where the soul will want to leave quickly or abruptly and not want to have some long, like, you know, drunk, like dragged out thing. Um, And that's why someone will pass with an accident or something really quick or an abrupt thing. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like I didn't do that justice, but doing the best I can to like explain it. Cause that, I will say this about those two topics. Those things are really, really complicated. And I feel are very individualized to each soul and each person. Um, like I was listening to a podcast once from like a cancer doctor and he was saying that like, you know, they're, and this even happens with pets. Honestly, I was just talking to someone about this too, that they had a patient who was, you know, given like a few months, like three to six months to live and end up living for like three more years. Granted, they could like not really move around well and they were like in some pain, which was being managed, but they lived for three more years because they wanted to like see like their grandchild graduate from college or their youngest grandchild. They always talked about that. They wanted everyone to have an education and wanted them to all graduate. As soon as that person, that last grandchild graduated from college, they passed. And so it's just like, you can literally through sheer willpower stay, like continue to stay. Um, the same thing happens though with like a healing, like all exit points, well, maybe besides the last one, but most exit points are near death experiences or accidents, things like that, where you come out, but you were like, it was close call, blah, blah, blah. Those are also wake up calls, right? If your soul chose to stay past an exit points or past an experience, it's a wake up call that you got to do things differently. Cancer is a big example of that where people get cancer and they go through the chemo and they do the, you know, the physical healing and the radiation, all that stuff. And they come out and they're like, okay, I have this, like, here's the second chance on life or whatever. And then if you go back and do the exact same thing over again, you sort of miss the point, right? If you go right back to that job or right back to that thing that led you there in the first place, you're missing the point. Like you're getting the second chance on life or they're getting the second chance on life. And it's time to do things differently. It's a wake up call that like the way you've been doing it isn't working. Like your soul's asking for more. We're not here just to like work to live. 
every single day, which unfortunately is how the Western culture kind of like projects things or conditions us. Right. Um, I totally lost my train of thought on this, but I feel like I needed to talk about that. So, um, oh, I know I was going to finish with one more thing, which is, you know, there's an example of, I think it was in the, I think it's called the blue zones on Netflix It's a documentary about the zones within, uh, in the world that have the most living centurions or people who live to a hundred or older and that are like active, like still like kind of somewhat independent. And anyways, in one of those examples, there was a guy who lived in one of those zones somewhere. I don't know. I was like, by the ocean or whatever, moved to California. I think it was, don't quote me on that somewhere in California. And within a few years or whatever, wasn't feeling good, went to a doctor and he, they're like, you have stage four lung cancer. They gave him like a few months to live. And he was like, well, I could die here. Or I could go back to where my forefathers and ancestors are buried and die there. So he picked up his family, moved back to his hometown and spoiler alert, but fast forward in the documentary and it's been five years and he's still living and thriving and never, and is fine. Like never died. Didn't do any kind of cancer chemo or radiation, just like changed his whole lifestyle and started living in a more authentic way for him and the way his ancestors used to. And he's still alive today. So it's just, and there's more on the documentary about like what the people who live the longest and the healthiest, like what they're all doing. So you can watch that, but it's just fascinating where again, he had this wake up call and he chose to do things differently. And that was an exit point for him, but he made a big change and he's still around. So it's, and it's, again, it's unique and different to everyone of what that change or what that quote unquote wake up call is for, right? Like everyone's different, but the theme is it's still a wake up call. It's still an opportunity for you to do something different, to change your life, right? Okay. Got totally sidetracked on that, but I feel like it was important. Okay. Back to the questions. So I kind of already answered this, but someone asked, is it normal to worry about our soul's destiny and fulfillment in this lifetime? The answer is yes. It's very normal to worry about those things. And like, are you doing it right? Are you getting it right? Are you on the right path? I literally get that question probably more than any other question that's asked of me is like, am I on the right path? Am I doing it right? Am I getting it right? Blah, blah. Remember, there are no right or wrong paths. There's just, are you having fun and joy and learning along the way? Are you suffering and miserable and happy the whole way? Right. And it's very normal to worry about that stuff. But again, as I said earlier, I wouldn't worry about the exit points. I would just worry about how you're feeling. Are you feeling fulfilled? Are you feeling happy at some point throughout each day or most days? Or are you feeling unfulfilled, sad, anxiety, you know, disconnected? Those are all signs, emotions that there's more. You're meant for more because we're not meant to feel that way. Okay. Um... Oh, I, cancer again. I should have put these in better order. So someone else asked, like, when someone is diagnosed with cancer, do they have a predetermined exit in time or can they stay to be with family for longer? And I think I answered that, which is, nope, cancer is not a death sentence. It might feel that way, but it is not because there are tons of examples of people who live through it, who get second chances, who continue to evolve. But you have to make a change. You can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again and go right back into your life and expect everything to be like hunky dory. Okay. Same thing with pets. I want to note actually talking about cancer and pets, um, that, you know, they can get died. I mean, they get cancer too. It happens. Um, and you can do what you need to do or talk to your vet about what, like, you know, protocols to take, 
but it also is a wake up call for you, for them about like changing the lifestyle. Maybe they need more activity. Maybe they need more connection. Maybe they need a sense of purpose, like becoming a therapy dog or an agility dog, or I don't know, uh, like visiting neighbors more. Um, I've also heard of people who change their dog's diet and energy and exercise, and then they end up living for three more years, even though they're only given like three months to live. Right. So the same, all the things I was saying a moment ago about exit points in cancer, and it's a wake up call to change your life. You can also apply that to all of your pets. And, um, again, every case is different. You know, some are too far along or, you know, it's sometimes easier to just, um, spend some time with them and then let them pass peacefully or whatever. But if they're young and they still are full of like life and, you know, you have to talk to your pets and like talk to your vet and like, I'm just saying it's not always a death sentence. Like this question was asking. So, okay. Um, okay. Lots of people asked about finding exit points in charts and I will tag this in the stories as well. My friend, Lauren, the modern astrologer who we talk about frequently on this podcast is the one who initially called it out on Matthew Perry's chart, at least that I saw. I'm sure other people did, but she was the first one I saw that called it out. I am not an astrologer, okay? I know enough to be dangerous, but I'm not an astrologer. It was something to do with like the moon and where it's placed, and she'll probably scream at me because maybe it wasn't that, but something about a planet or a planetary astrological thing and where it's placed in someone's chart is a potential example of an exit point. I think it would take a pretty skilled astrologer or one that is well-versed in the spiritual side of a chart, not just the this means this and that means that, but who's actually using their intuition to be able to determine which of those alignments in the chart could lead to an exit point. And again, we have multiple exit points. So just because if you did ask that of an astrologer, just because they mentioned one doesn't mean that soul's for sure going to pass or die or anything like that. Okay. Cause you have multiple and you have free will. Okay. I will tag her in it. She'd be the one to like go to and ask again, not something to focus on, but it is fun to kind of look back. Like I think, not maybe not fun. <laughs> maybe fun's the wrong word. It is interesting. Okay. It is interesting. It's not fun. It's interesting to look back at someone's chart and be like, oh, that's when they passed. Curious what was happening in the, in the sky with them. Okay. Um, okay. Two questions that are kind of similar. And then I think I have like two more after that and then we're done. So someone asked, does a soul only exit or leave transition if it is, if they're complete for this lifetime? Um, or part two of this question, is there ever a soul that exits that isn't complete or can a soul slip into an exit point too soon, like dying before they reach their purpose? Yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to do the second part, part two first. Can a soul exit too soon? I mean, technically the answer is yes. There are examples of souls that are kind of in the wrong place, wrong time, and they maybe weren't anticipating leaving on an earlier exit point, had a lot more to do. However, it does not happen as often as you think. Uh, truly, we have so many guides and angels watching out for us. We have so many things that are going on behind the scenes and energetically and with soul contracts and things like that. So it, I'm not going to say it never happens because anything's possible. So yes, there can be a souls here or there that slip away too soon or kind of get an early exit point or in the wrong place, wrong time. However, it's not very frequent. I'd say it's rare. Okay. Um, and does a soul pass before their purpose is complete that I know it sounds like the same question, but 
I would say even if a soul slips into like an early exit point or one of their first ones, even if they weren't really planning to or thinking about, I would still say they've completed a lot of their purpose or they've achieved a lot of what their soul came here to do. Even if it's that they've made a lot of connections and then now from the other side, they're going to help all those people and be the guardian angel for all those people, then that's, then that might be part of their soul's purpose. Right. Um, so even if a soul takes an early exit point, I would argue that they've completed a lot of what they plan to do or planted enough seeds that they can finish their purpose on the other side. Otherwise, I don't believe they would exit. So again, this doesn't happen as often as we would think. And I will also say this, that sometimes a soul's exit point or transition point is the triggering for us or for the people left behind to change and evolve and grow in a huge, huge way. Not just in terms of like founding charities and bringing awareness to things and, um, you know, even Matthew Perry, like look at now, I mean, he's talked about this long before he passed, but there's going to be so much awareness now and energy behind helping people with addictions and, um, helping people to overcome, uh, depression and because they're going to want to do it in memory of him. And it's bringing all this back up to the surface. Right. So a lot of times a, a soul's purpose is just beginning at the moment they exit. Again, Matthew Perry is not the best example because I feel like his purpose was started well before that. But I do think we're just seeing the beginning of how much his work in terms of bringing awareness around addiction and depression is just, it's just starting. It's just beginning to take hold which is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so just an example of even though a soul looks like they're transitioning young, they could be just beginning the biggest lesson of all. Um, another example of that will be, or could be like uh, families healing. Like when someone passes, they finally forgive or they finally get back together. Or they finally talk again, or, you know, people, uh, getting laws enacted in memory of someone like in Ohio, there's this thing, or maybe it's in Illinois, there's a thing called the Scots law where you have to move over if someone's on the side of the road, because one time someone died because they got hit because they were just trying to change a tire. You know, I'm making it up the exact reason, but it's like laws that are now going to save tons and tons of people were started after they passed. Right. So it can be, that could be part of their soul's purpose, but it didn't happen until after they passed. Right. So, okay. Um, Last few questions. Uh, are suicide cases considered an exit point? So suicide, I would also throw in like overdose, accidental overdose, things like that. So technically the answer is yes, it's an exit point. It's just an exit point that a soul has uh, micromanaged or controlled, right? Versus, and this is, I'm talking to suicide, right? Um, that they've controlled that exit point versus uh, letting it happen, you know, in a natural way or an accident or something like that. You know, I was talking about this today with someone with a client that um, suicides are not frowned upon as much in the spiritual world as they are in the human world, like in earth. And I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it. Okay. I'm, I mean, I don't, I've, it's, Tra it's terrible. It's terrible. And it's, tra it's a huge tragedy when someone feels like that's their only out or their only, way for peace, right? Like that is just my heart breaks for anyone who's thought about that or been close to that or tried that and then been brought back, you know, 
they've survived it, survived, right? Um, but for souls that do end up leaving that way on the other side, they're still welcomed with open arms. They're still in the same place as everybody else. And yeah, they're going to have to come back down because they have a lot of things to learn. But if, if they're on a path where they just don't see a way out, they're not like condemned for making that choice. Right. I'm not, again, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying they're not anyone who's lost someone in that way or lost someone to them taking their own life. Please know that they're in a good place. They're with everybody else. They're not, they're not condemned to like a horrible fate because that's what happened. They do have a lot of lessons to learn and will probably have to come back down because that creates a lot of karma, like a lot of things that are unfinished business, but they're not in a bad place. They're with everybody else and they're still learning and evolving and growing and you can connect with them and talk with them and all those things. Right. Um, I mean, I'll give the example of me. I mean, this is, I guess if you believe in past lives, which I do, I've had past lives most recently that like multiple mediums have told me about where I actually overdosed in a past life. And I don't know if it was an accident or on purpose, but I overdosed and that's how I died. And it's funny because in this lifetime, I've never touched any type of drug like ever. I've never even been interested. Like you think about all the times you may have been peer pressured in college or high school or whatever, literally never touched it. Never been high, nothing. Like, I mean, I have a drink. Like I like, you know, I like to party or not really party anymore, but I used to. So my point is, is that it's funny because I've come back in and my soul was like, okay, we can't do that again. But I believe I was supposed to be doing a lot of this work that I'm doing now back then. And the earth just wasn't ready or I wasn't ready or I just went down the wrong path and I was numbing out. So yeah, you have to come back down and do it again. You have to like work really hard. And it's funny because certain souls that like you hate something or you never do something, you probably passed from that in a past life or you, that's how you came close to dying or you saw the people die that way or whatever. So it's funny how, um, like past lives can influence in a good way, like a current life. Cause I was never tempted to do any of those things because of what happened in a past life. Right. So on that note, one of the last questions I got was how many lives does a soul have and can they reincarnate and come back down? So, you know, you can have hundreds of to thousands of lives. Like if you have an Akashic record reader, they'll sometimes open and say like, Oh, you're on your 3,310th life or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, and then you can have some that I think I've only had a couple hundred cause I don't like to do this. It's a lot. Earth is a lot. Um, it's like that meme where it's like, which planet is messing with me? And it's like earth. And I'm like, oh my God, I resonate with that. Um, so anyways, you can have lots of lives and I do believe that souls can come back down and reincarnate. I don't think it's as frequent as what people think, like that your grandparent is now your daughter or your son or whatever. I, what I tend to notice is that souls come in in groups. And so like once everyone who's known that soul has passed like a great grandmother and once all the great grandchildren are gone, then they tend to like kind of come back in again, starting then and start reincarnating like in that moment. It's not necessarily like, you know, someone had a miscarriage and the next baby is theirs or somebody lost their grandparent and the next baby born is that exact grandparent again. Like it's usually not quite that quick. Again, I don't want to speak in absolutes, so I'm not going to say it's never going to happen, but they do come back down. It can just be usually there's a little more time in between lifetimes. Um, same thing with pets. Again, you can apply basically everything I said and you can insert pet into it. Like you can have a pet that pass and have another one that reminds you of them or is just like them or whatever. But even when that does happen, a part of them or, a, a you know, a memory of their soul is always on the other side for you to access and connect with, which is why mediums, myself, psychics can do what they do because there's always a part of their soul that's going to exist as the grandmother you knew or the grandfather you knew or the parent you knew or yada, yada, yada. Right. So, okay. 
that was all the questions. So like I could probably do like two hours on this, but I'm going to keep it concise because it's a lot to digest. And I went through a lot quickly. I want to end with two things. One, remember to make your own luck. Like when I pulled cards and I channeled, like, what do you need people to know about exit points? The message I got was don't worry about them. You just have to worry and keep focusing on like what you're doing. And the fact, if you even thought the question, like, oh my God, I hope I'm doing it right. You're probably doing it right. You know, it's the people who never think about those things that are maybe kind of on a path of like, oh, they got to adjust things, right? Um, the second thing is don't be scared of exit points. Like again, if you are continuing to kind of always gut check and always shift and always evolve and always grow and always trying to better yourself, your odds of having to even go through an exit point before you're ready are very slim. They're very slim. Um, and then I just want to end with, a quote from Matthew Perry, because that's who inspired this episode. And he said that when I die, I don't want friends to be the first thing that's mentioned. He says, I know people will talk about friends, 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 and he's glad of that and happy to have done some solid work as an actor, as well as given people multiple chances to make fun of my struggles worldwide but he goes on to say, when I die, as far as my so-called accomplishments go, it would be nice if friends were listed far behind the things I did to try to help other people. I know it won't happen, but it would be nice. And he says, wonderful things happened in my life, and I'm incredibly grateful for all of them. But that's the ticket for me is helping people on a large scale or helping you know, one guy and seeing the light turn on which I just think is so beautiful. So hopefully this helped. Hopefully this provided you with some peace, information, clarity, answered some questions. Um, as always, please like, leave a review, comment, note, let us know how you're thinking, feeling. If you love this, at least click on the five stars. And yeah, we'll see you next time.